Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Pretty Bride, and I'd like to thank you for supporting Illinois. If you'd like to further support Illinois' media and what we do for the culture, here are a few ways that we can use your help. First, you can follow us on social media, download the Illinois app, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Illinois with a Z. You can also buy merchandise, or you can lend us a helping hand by donating a one-time or a monthly contribution. To donate, just visit Illinois.co backslash donate. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-Z-E dot co backslash donate. We thank you for supporting everything we do because without no you, there is no us. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're now tuned in with Illinois Radio with your host, Biko, Illinois Jones, and Pretty Riot. Turn your radios up and spread the noise. Welcome to Illinois Radio. You're now tuned in to the dopest thing in the world, not just the city, the world, ladies and gentlemen. From the streets to the internet, you're now locked in live with us. Shout out to Pretty Riot, my brother Biko. And man, listen, it's an honor. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm nervous. My heart beating real fast, you hear me? We have... Chicago future mayor Brandon Johnson on the phone. Hey, what's good, everybody? What's this is Brandon Johnson for sure, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Man, no, it means a lot to us for you for you to even give us some time to chop it up with us, man. How you doing today? Hey, so I'm feeling really good, man. This excitement all over the city of Chicago of this multicultural intergenerational movement um, that has propelled the interest of working people uh, to the front pages of news outlets around the world. I mean, this is an incredible opportunity for the city of Chicago to demonstrate uh, what movement politics can yield. And that's, you know, the values that we all believe in, you know, protecting our public accommodations and having a better, stronger, safer city. Growing up in the city of Chicago, I got to know what it's like from like like the the inner child in you from being from the west side to now being a adult running for mayor of the city like how does that make you feel brother you know i mean you know for me you know i actually think a lot about my students i do think about my family a lot you know um you know things didn't always um you know even out for us right i mean the struggle is real for everyone no matter where you live where you come from um and how you got here um you know but for me you know the part that has been motivating the most is that my former students you know that i engaged you know in with, you know, over 15 years ago, you know, my seventh and eighth graders in Cabrini Green USA at Jenner Academy. And to see two of my former students on the stage with me last week when U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders came to Chicago to really just, you know, reemphasize the importance of this of this election. You know, that's the part that I'm really feeling and digging into. I mean, these are young people who, you know, unfortunately, you know, systems have failed them and have given up on them. But they are a true testament of what's possible when you actually invest in people. And that's the part that I'm just leaning in on uh, that my students you know, their future, um, you know, that we make sure that, you know, that our politics and our values reflect their needs, right? Because that's what's been missing. We have not been meeting the needs of the people of Chicago, or at least a good number of Chicagoans. So I'm going to lean into that. And that's that's what's going to guide me when I get to the fifth floor. Man, I love to hear it. You, um, I hear you say your students being that, you know, you're running against someone that that, that used to run the, uh, they used to run educate the education board. Like, how does that make you feel like? Do you feel like you got the whole the teachers down now since you're going up against him? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you actually laid that out because you, you couldn't ask for a clear contrast. You know, you know, my opponent is someone who has just jacked up economies all over the country. Facts. Here in Chicago, Philadelphia, New Orleans, uh, Bridgeport, he came back to Chicago State, got fired there. I mean, he's just someone who has left a trail of destruction wherever he has set up shop. And so, you know, here's a person who 
you know, begin to move policies in the 90s. I mean, this is when I was in high school, right? So, you know, to, to be in a position where we can actually fix the structural deficit that he caused, the damage that he has caused, you know, the fact that when he was CEO, um, he changed the disciplinary policies that led to, you know, these just egregious suspensions. I mean, 72% 72 percent of the of the suspensions were black children, you know, under his time as as CEO. I mean, you know, this school to prison pipeline is real and was exacerbated under his under his leadership. So being in a position where, you know, we can retire that form of of destruction and usher in, you know, justice and we can usher in, you know, an education system that protects our families, our children, our educators. Right. It yeah. gives me tremendous hope um, that we can actually right that wrong. And so that that definitely is um, a motivating um, moment for for not just me, but people around the country who've also experienced his, his failures so that, you know, we don't relive um, the damage um, that he caused. Facts. Facts. Um, speaking of damages and, and, and um, just being there for the people of the city, um, I want to know, like for the ex-cons, like what what do you have planned to helping them getting back into society? Yeah, thank you for, for lifting and raising up, you know, in a very important constituency. So when I became a Cook County Commissioner, the first ordinance that I passed was the just housing ordinance. And what it did was it essentially eliminated discrimination um, against those who were formerly incarcerated who were seeking housing. You know, that ordinance sat on the board for about four years. I passed it in four months. Oh. Uh, I worked with my colleague, uh, Cook County Commissioner Alma Naya, um, to get rid of the gang database. That was really just a tool that was used to further criminalize um, you know, our people. Same thing, when I become mayor of the city of Chicago, we're gonna make sure that workforce development and opportunities are available for the formerly incarcerated. We're gonna eliminate those barriers that systems of oppression have repeatedly used as justification or rationale to prevent you know, our, our, our people from, from being fully rehabilitated. So um, they're very much committed to making critical investments in housing, workforce development, access to healthcare and mental health care, again, to repair the damages that have oftentimes been lingering even once someone is released from incarceration. Yeah, speaking of healthcare, how is it how important is it for you to bring back those mental uh clinics for those out there that's sick and all that? Well, I've shared this story throughout, you know, my candidacy. You know, I had a brother, my oldest brother, man, he was my hero, um, but he had untreated trauma and unfortunately he died addicted and unhoused. And this is something that I... Sorry to hear about that, brother. You know, as front and center. And I know my situation is not unique. There are a lot of families in the city of Chicago who have experienced, you know, the criminalization of poverty and addiction. And so, you know, for me, working collaboratively with, you know, all of our stakeholders to, to push to reopen our mental health centers, to make sure that we have mental health mobile units that can move around throughout the city of Chicago so that these services are more accessible. Because what happens is even when our people decide that these are the services that they need. In many instances, if there are too many barriers reaching those services, that just creates that much more of a, um, it's an inhibitor. And we, we wanna make sure that we are making services as accessible as we possibly can to reach you know the people of Chicago where they are. And I'll do that as mayor. Man, I love to hear it. Um, I know you talk about balancing the budget a lot without raising taxes. Uh, could you share what's, what 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 you got in pl- what you got planned? For? Yeah, for sure. So I'm the only person throughout this entire cycle that actually released a budget plan. And what we do is we find efficiencies, you know, within the budget, you know, where we can have cost savings. We do, and there are opportunities for us to collaborate with Cook County government to save on mental health care services. You know, upgrading our IT so that we can process information a lot faster using technology. We can save dollars there. 
here, but we also have to make investments, right? Because that's what safe American cities do. They invest in people, and that's what I'll do as mayor. It's what I've done as a Cook County commissioner. It's what I push for as an organizer and a teacher. And we do all that without raising property taxes. Now, there are other revenue ideas that challenge large corporations and the ultra-rich in this state, and quite frankly, in this city, um, to pay an equitable distribution of, of, of their fair share. Because, you know, look, we can't keep back the budget off the backs of working people. That's been a lazy form of governance under my direction as the chief executive of the city of Chicago. You know, we're not going to continue to burden everyday people. We're going to make sure that there's an equitable distribution of how we administer resources and also how we raise the revenue to be able to invest in our schools, mental health care, as well as our public transportation system. And so there's a balanced approach to it. Our values are very clear, clearly expressed in our budget plan. And, you know, I'm a reasonable human being. So there's room for negotiation, but it's a matter of making sure that the investments that we make have to yield a better, stronger, safer Chicago. Anything less will be unacceptable for the people of Chicago. Great. So I actually want to know, there have been so many comparisons to the late great Harold Washington during your campaign. What does it mean to you to actually hear that? Wow, that, it's very humbling. You know, you don't ever look at, look at yourself as, you know, as an historic figure. I mean, that's not something that you wake up thinking about. Um, I am you know, incredibly humbled to have the support of many individuals who were a part of that that infrastructure. You know, I mean, when he first ran, I think I was six years old, so I, I don't have a full recollection of it. I, re- I remember the excitement, the general excitement around just the entire region. I mean, it was Chicago, was the suburbs. I mean, everyone um, at that time, you know, even outside of the city, I mean, I mean we were all, you know, very much um, moved by, you know, that historic moment. You know, and as a social studies teacher, you teach, you know, you know, about these moments and what it means to organize. And what I can say, though, is, you know, building a multicultural intergenerational movement um, that is centered around liberation and that in making sure that we are investing, you know, in communities that have been harmed the most. I mean, this is something that Mayor Harold Washington understood um, that when you have, for instance, right now, for every one dollar a white family earns in Chicago, a black family owns one cent. Mm. I mean, the mm. economic gaps are, you know, absolutely. I mean, they're widening uh, to, to the extent in which there's just no more room. Same thing with life expectancy. I mean, we're talking 30 years difference from some of the wealthiest, more affluent sections of the city versus, you know, the neighborhoods in which black folks, you know, are the predominant group. You know, so knowing that, you know, even Mayor Harold Washington, there were all these egregious threats that electing Mayor Harold Washington um, would, would make our city less safe. I mean, they're, they're, they're saying that about me, um, even getting into a brother's personal finances, um, the same threats, right? And so, you know, you see the parallels. It's very humbling. And it just is all the more reason why we are motivated um, to make sure that our people get out and vote. Because there are forces that have claimed that if you elect me, there would be blood in the streets. One first person went as far as to say, if you elect our movement, Brandon Johnson, don't accept those results. It's, it's very clear that there are forces that want April 4th in Chicago to be the January 6th um, that happened a, a couple of years ago. And so, you know, these are real threats, but, you know, we're not going to allow that type of divisive, um, the divisive nature, you know, of the politics of old to prevent us from taking our hopes and, turn, and turning them into votes. Absolutely. So I know you're going to hit the ground running after April 4th if you're elected, but how do you plan on actually beginning your term? So we start that transition early. I mean, I'll be for perfectly frank with you. The, the office of the mayor um, has to become a lot closer to, you know, the residents of the city of Chicago. And so we are putting together a transition team that's made up of organizers, small business leaders, individuals that have, um, you know, larger businesses and corporations. Like there's 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 room at the table for everyone. Um, and again, this multicultural intergenerational movement, black, brown, white, Asian, young, old, those living in, middle, in the middle class, those who are struggling in poverty and, and who have, you know, you know, are experiencing just hardship because of just a low income um, that we're bringing everyone to the fifth floor. And I mean that. Great. So I actually want to know, because you spoke on something that I think is really important. You've been incredibly intentional about speaking to communities that are unfortunately 
often overlooked. Um, how important is it for you to have various communities involved in your campaign? I've seen artists for Brandon, the LGBT plus community, endorsements from the Polish community, which um, I think has like the biggest population outside of Poland in Chicago. So how important is that for you? Yeah, thank you for that that research and in, in that. I mean, I mean, they even they. I even have a Polish name now. I believe I'm called Brandonski. So, oh. <laughs> you know, so you know, my, cool. my family's tripping now. You know, it's one thing to have Brandon as mejor, but when you're Brandonski, like you know, you have cut across, you know, um, you know, ethnic bounds, man. And it's exciting. I mean, there's this collective struggle that we have here in the city of Chicago. Whether you came up from Salis, Mississippi, like my people, or you came from Eastern Europe or Central South America, um, to have the support of the Polish community and you know Asian Americans, you have a Jew. Jewish people for Jewish Jews for Johnson. I mean, you know, you have educators for Johnson to see this incredible gathering of people, you know, who took, you know, a person who was polling at 2.3%, who is now in a position where the movement could run and operate and organize one of the largest economies in the world. It's just a true testament of, of the beauty of humanity when you center your movement around love, because that's really what it's about. When you love people, you will invest in them. My wife and I were raising three children on the west side of Chicago. They're 8, 10, and 15. And what I want for my family, I want for every single family in the city of Chicago. And I'm going to stop at nothing until we secure um, the type of economic, racial, and social justice that, you know, a generation ago could only dream of. And do you have any idea why some of the elder African-American politicians endorse the old and not the new? You know, I do. Um, you know, we're going to put that in my memoir. How about that? <laughs> I, um, can't, you know, I, I can't wait I think, to see it. Well, I, I mean, I think, look, there are people who, you know, sometimes are are um, are intimidated, quite frankly, by, you know, this collective, you know, response, you know, and this this the ideal of sharing power is something that many people are just not comfortable with. And for me, look, that's what it's about. I come from a family with 10 of us. Mm. You know, we shared one bathroom. Right. So you learn to negotiate and get along with people um, because it's a matter of you know, existence, right? And so there are some people who, again, do not want to see that type of collective response to doing the work of the people. And what my focus, of course, is going to continue to be is bringing people together. And once we get through tomorrow, you know, we sit down and talk with everyone, right? The family gets to be bigger and not one person can can ultimately transform the complexity that exists within this city. And I'm, I'm here for it. Like, this does not intimidate me. Um, I was raised by two incredible human beings, uh, my mother and father. You know, they instilled, um, you know, their grace, you know, in, in me that's how we live. That's how we move, um, you know, through grace. And so we're going to offer that grace to people who, who may not have voted for me or maybe even worked against our movement. But let's get to the other side and, you know, we'll figure that conversation out. We'll make sure it's in the book. <laughs> um, I saw you um, as a support of Inglewood Barbie and a friend. Um, the last mayor wasn't so supportive of her and what she was doing out there. Um, in what ways will you show your support and, um, and, and get behind her and the friends once you be elected mayor of Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, the work that Inglewood Barbie is doing and the work that a lot of people are doing. I was with a, you know, a young woman today who is offering up uh, an incredible skill in the trades, tug pointing. I mean, we're talking about saving people's lives. You know, what Inglewood Barbie is doing is drawing attention to the to the ridiculous um, number of those who are unhoused in this city. And so I made a commitment to the people of Chicago that we're going to bring Chicago home as an ordinance that's going to generate revenue to do just what um, Inglewood Barbie set out to do is not just provide housing for, 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 for the friends and families, but support services as well. So um, I'm grateful to have, you know, someone like Inglewood Barbie who loves people enough um, and is willing to, to commit um, their time and their resources. You know, so I'm very thrilled. Um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I'm, I'm counting on people to come out and vote. Punch number is five. Folks can still go to my website, brandonforchicago.com. If you are supportive of this movement, um, pull people out because 
all of the different dynamics that are trying to harm this progress, they're going to be out tomorrow. And so we have to make sure that um, that we prevail. So I thank you all for this time. It means a lot to me. Let's make sure we chop it up, of course, after April 4th. I think these platforms are, cru- are crucial um, for the political education of our people because I need folks to continue to organize well after my victory um, because the work doesn't end on tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So I thank you all for this and um, I appreciate you all's voices um, amplifying the the importance of not just organizing, but getting out to vote around a set of values that I believe will be transformational. So I appreciate you all again. No, we appreciate you, thank brother. You so much. And can't wait till tomorrow coming. I know you're going to win. We rolling with you. <laughs> hey, love and respect. Peace, y'all. Peace. Have a great day. For those that don't know who I am, I am Biko. It's your girl, Pretty Riot. I just want to thank you for tuning in to Illinois Radio every Saturday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Search Illinois Radio. Head over to your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts, all of those streaming networks where you can stream podcasts and search Illinois Radio. We right there. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Hit that follow button and uh, stay in tune with us. You have it. We own it. Big P's. That's all, folks. Girl, pretty bright, and I'd like to thank you for supporting Illinois. If you'd like to further support Illinois media and what we do for the culture, here are a few ways that we can use your help. First, you can follow us on social media, download the Illinois app, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Illinois with a Z. You can also buy merchandise, or you can lend us a helping hand by donating a one-time or a monthly contribution. To donate, just visit Illinois.com/backslash/donate. That's I-L-L-A-N-O-I-Z.com/backslash/donate. We thank you for supporting everything we do because without no you, there is no us.